Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run for Cody Ransom. The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. Yo! Welcome back. Playing the Game podcast with my boy, homie, Cody Ransom. What's happening, everybody? I'm Brock White. It's been a little bit. Sorry, everybody. We've been really busy with life. Had a Cody's. What's been going on with you, dude? Yeah. Um, spring training yeah, is going on, so we're kind of over there every day. Yeah, what's life like <coughs> now that baseball started again? Well, it's kind of back to the that, old the old me, but not really because I'm on the coaching side now. So um, it's definitely different. Uh, there's some long days between the D-back stuff and then the U stuff and whatever, but, man, it's uh, – I posted a picture, I think it was yesterday, the day before, like, sitting up on top of the uh, the deck, looking down at the fields. Oh, like, do you love it? It's pretty cool. Is that, like, your moment where you're like, this is why I do what I do? Well, I mean, aside from working with the dudes and, like, seeing guys get better and all that stuff, like. What's your, like, you, you like look down at the field and it, I was like, well. Yeah, you know, like, the moments. This doesn't suck. The moments that, like, you almost get, like, that feeling inside where like you're like i'm in the right place when do you I get, get that I, feeling i get the that most? about every day somewhere really yeah like here there's a picture i posted oh man that is rough amazing. rough view right what could maybe, maybe one day they might let i love mowing lawns i wish they'd let me mow that lawn dude <laughs> but i don't think i'm at talk that. to frankie the grounds for guy I like can talk frankie to like hey dude let brock I don't think he'd let you touch his grass. I don't think so. When no. that lawn looks that great. Yeah. And nobody's playing there. Nobody's touching it. No. Frankie's proud of that. Frankie's a guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, whether it's whether it's with one of the kids that we're working with or one of the pro guys or somewhere in between, you know, like I think about every day at some kind of practice or something, something happens, and I'm like, yeah, this is – Kind of what I'm supposed to do. It's like really rewarding. It is, and it, that doesn't mean that's what I always feel like doing. Yeah, like there's a lot of this. Yeah, like this past weekend where you were, like, would have loved to been able to be there, but I don't get days off. Like you can't call in sick. Yeah, that I know, man. Like you have, you have tournaments, you have games, you got mm-hmm. practice. I mean, legitimately, you have like so many hats you wear. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Like, do you get stressed with everything? Nah, not really. I mean, the 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 only thing I I don't have an <laughs> you can't get more time. Um, right. If there were thirty hours in a day, it'd be a lot easier for me. But um, 
like in saying that like I don't want to stop like I'm not really I would love more time with to go do stuff like that yeah um like the youth stuff I've got some people in charge like Rika and the dudes running that my brother and they're and stepping Nick up Nick and yeah they're they're doing a really good job and if I need I took five years, four years, four and a half years to get it set up so that I could leave. Yeah. And um, COVID kind of set us back with that. Not set us back, but didn't really allow us to do it when we wanted to. And the um, now with spring training, like, it kind of threw them, you know, to the fire and, and like, okay, here you go. Like, I'm, I'm over at work. Yeah. You handle it during the day. And the first few days, it was like text, 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 text. And then I would take longer and longer to reply. And then, like, it gets handled, you know. So it was yeah. just – and I think a lot of it is um, they don't want to um, do something wrong. Yeah. Right? I, and I don't, like, just do it. I, I would rather you make a decision to be wrong than ask me 50 times about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm giving you the confidence, my confidence. Like, go do it. Well, you're giving them a rope, mm-hmm. and then when they fell, but they made the decision, they're gonna learn, right? Yeah, and that's, but that because at the end of the day, it's not like with the youth stuff. Like, oh, I, I didn't know if we had practice that day. It's okay, run it another day. Yeah. Or oh, that tournament. Okay, play next weekend. So if you if you even fell. It's okay because we can make it up. Yeah, nobody's losing their job over it. Yeah. You know, or nobody's like, it's just, it's okay. There's yeah. not like, and you, oh, we didn't, we didn't have practice. Okay. So, like, you're, you're giving them a rope it tomorrow. They report to you. Mm-hmm. It's like a bungee rope, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, they like can, it's, you can, it's gonna it's bounce not that right short back. leash. No, it's going to bounce right back. And that's an important thing for everyone to learn. Like, we talk about like employees and if you want them to really learn and be independent so that gives you freedom right mm-hmm. cuz now you you trust them yes but as employers yeah it's very hard to give up the reins yes because it there's a little bit of fear there's a lot in, yeah yeah and, and there's also like no matter what Nobody is ever going to do it like you do it. Because you have the vision, mm-hmm. exactly what you want. Right. And you try to instill that vision into everybody, but it's not 100% translated. Right. And you hope that everybody has a similar passion. Yes. And uh, I guess desire to be the best at whatever you're doing. Yes. And kind of hope that everybody's with you on that. And if they're not, then it it's not all going to work out. But all you need is like, I want to say all you need, but if you have one other person that is close to that, yes. that's another leader. And then they can help out. They can help push inst- everybody that direction. Instill a culture. And I feel like a good way to help somebody get that is like by making them feel like they're part of the growth and part of the company right. and they're part of the success. Yeah. Because a lot of employees feel like they aren't part of it. Right. 
And when they feel that way, then you get the result of not having the culture, not having the passion. Yeah. How so, do you, how do you think you do that? Um, I feel like you make them be part of decision making, and like you said, give them that bungee cord, mm-hmm. and then you're not crushing them when they fail. So asking for input, asking for advice, allowing yeah. them to. Being on decisions. Instead of being the boss that's like, you're doing it my way mm-hmm. every time, you listen to their input, what they're seeing on the ground, and then you take your knowledge, combine it with that, and you get better. And I think if they're part of that growth, then they feel like they're part of the actual everything, part of the like history of the company. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's tough to have them drink that Kool-Aid, right? You're getting yeah. them to drink the Kool-Aid. And there, there is, I feel like, a monetary aspect to it. Mm-hmm. If an if a employer can have their managers be part of the success on the profit side, mm-hmm. that also helps out. Yeah, definitely. Because if the company's doing really good and they see their paycheck increase with that success, then they feel like, hey, look at my hard work is paying off. I brought a lot of success to this company, and now my pay reflects that. Yeah. So it's tough as an employer because now you're probably paying somebody more than the industry average, Mm -hmm. but you're also getting a better product at the end. Yeah. And and the... I guess security, knowing that you have somebody there that, and now you know that like person. It's okay, if you uh, do leave for a week or you do have to take some time off or whatever, that when you get back, it's going to be. I think as an go. employee, like if you have this boss that, like, I leave, I'm not always there, I'm not always foot, foot, tri- you know. Mm-hmm. But if I would would to go in and just start chewing everybody out about the failures. I think that people would be leaving. Yeah. You know, and then you're going to have the employees that are super ticked off. Yeah. And I I tick people off already just because. Daily, right? Yeah, like me driving. Me too. You know, mm-hmm. my driving apparently upsets people on the road. I, <coughs> so, I think that, yeah, I that's just. My experience is yeah. making everybody feel like they're really important. Yeah, I think you hit that on the head. I mean, with with our thing, like I'm, I'm the one that's kind of like matter of fact and like blunt and yeah. just honest about stuff. And then my wife is kind of like, you know, runs the admin side and all the, you know, CFO stuff. And then, yeah. um. Like Rika is is the guy that kind of runs everything when I'm gone, and he's he's kind of the the like the guy that smooths it out, right? Yeah. Like so, you got me that's kind of brash and and uh, just like I don't really have time to mess around with yeah sugarcoating things. Like yes. here's what needs to get be done. Let's get it done. And if you're not, then either move on or let's figure catch it, yeah. up, right? Yeah. And Rika will kind of like smooth that part out with people and. So a lot of people are now 
great for me, <laughs> right? Communicating through him. Yeah. And so it's taken a lot off my plate, added a lot to his, but that's his job. Yeah. You know? Um, and now, you know, we've got other coaches underneath him and, and mentors underneath him that can help run the teams while he's doing the other stuff. So it's good. And with, with the the uh, pro stuff being as busy it is as it is right now for the next uh, week and a half still, yeah. two weeks, um, it's really good to know that that's, that's there and, you know, yeah, cause like, we're in a good spot there. I've, I had this, like, epiphany that I had been running pretty much everything because I was a one-man show for mm -hmm. a long time and then I had people coming in and I still was like the number one guy that sold the most mm -hmm. but like it hit me if like I could train other people to sell and I can step back and be like a mentor and I can run the finance side now that's when I moved into doing the finances like the finance stuff and mm -hmm. but the sales just went up <laughs> i learned that some of these sales guys are way better than i ever was right you know so and they can do it their own way they do it their own way yeah so well, like like last weekend right I, we had spring training games and so that means i'm there by six in the morning and doing work and then yeah. game at one o'clock and finish and then you know, end at four four thirty and then all weekend I ran and did games. Yeah. And I was there, and I sat in the stands for, like, half the game, and then, like, I can't. So yeah. <laughs> I, I got on the field, and, like, looking back, I those are times that – and I didn't do it with all the teams, but I, I did coach a few teams last weekend. And there's a couple teams that, like, I'm more invested in because I've – yeah. Had them for a longer time. That doesn't mean they mean more to me. I just you have more like it's a bigger piece of me. Yeah. Um. I want all the teams to be as successful as we can, and all the kids to improve. But like, um, it's really hard for me to sit and watch those teams play without being involved. That's tough. That's a tough one. It really is. Personally, it would have been a lot easier if I could have just gone and sat there, or yeah. and watched. So I don't have to be there. But I did realize that. Like, I knew it, but, like, I, I saw that I don't necessarily have to be there all the time. Yeah. And with, you know, 15. You have a lot of teams. 14 teams going on, like. So you can do, like, a spot check, right? Like, show up. Yeah, well, I, no matter what, I watch them all. Yeah. Like, on, if we have them streaming or if we have, you know, yeah. Game Changer or whatever. I, like, I'm paying attention to every game that's going on. Regard, like, I can be on the field. Yeah. work and I have it playing in my pocket you know like <laughs> I, I know what's going it's on with your the kids passion, games. Man. Is well your passion. yeah I mean it's it is and you know I'm invested in it it's I want to see it successful and and you know you couple that with the training that we do and the new business is starting up and there's a lot going on but yeah it's but it's all um it's really good, man. I'm I'm really happy with the way things are going, and um, very fortunate that during this last, what's it been, thirteen months, fourteen months, while everybody else was kind of, not everybody, but a good majority of people were struggling with where they were at or what was going on. Like our stuff didn't. 
there's like it's been it's really weird how hot and cold it you know yeah like, there's a lot of industries that are just not the best mm-hmm. ever year yeah and then there's people that you know the restaurant industry that yeah. are le- they legitimately needed the ppp to stay alive right and that's kind of sad and i'm very been, sad yeah i've been trying to like support as many <laughs> restaurants <laughs> been eating a lot yeah no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've done uber eats a lot i found out i like learned about uber eats and that's not like the healthiest thing to no it's not but you know i do you know no matter where i go if it's a restaurant and they i have an opportunity to tip i always tip a lot just because i know you know mm-hmm. how difficult it's been for them yeah, that's good. But, you know, so if you're having a good year out there, you know, share the love because the karma comes back around. Karma does come back, man. It's, um, you know, the more you give, the more you get. I totally agree with that right there. I don't just mean financially, you know, um, but definitely part of it, you know. I mean, the more you're able to, to help and contribute whether it's time money you know whatever it comes back um and in some way or another but good people get rewarded man and they uh they'll continue to do so i hope so yeah i was able so this last weekend i um mr john dudley he just said hey you why don't you just i want you to come to the the black rifle event and I didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I just knew that they're doing a shoot for, you know, Wounded Warriors. Mm-hmm. And, but I was like, I mean, I told you about it. And I told Brad, it's like, mm-hmm. he's got to be there. You know, I and Brad's like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just need to be there. Like You told me about it. And I was like, I'm in. And then you told me the date. And I was like. I'm Damn out. it, I'm still trying to get in. Yeah. And then the whole time you were there, like, I actually thought about last, uh, well, Wednesday we had, like, we were done at 10 in the morning. Yeah. And I almost jumped on a plane and went down there. And so I get there. The, Brad wasn't there yet. And I had no idea what I was jumping into. There's a dinner for the Wood of Warriors first night. And I just, I just, what I did was I immersed myself into because I didn't know anybody there except mm-hmm. for a handful of people and I just started talking to these guys and then um I met these the head guy for Operation Wounded Warriors mm-hmm. and it hit me this is why I'm here like these guys specifically because I've been thinking about how to get involved with Something like that, and we have a trailer that we're actually going to raffle off, and I knew what we wanted to do. I didn't have the actual, like, everything planned out. I just Mm -hmm. knew we wanted to raffle it off. I wanted Mr. Dudley to be part of it, somehow get Black Rifle, and find a cause for it. Mm -hmm. I meet these guys. I'm like, here's the cause. This is exactly what I needed for that trailer. And they're super into it. And um, so we're going to do a combo combination of people. And then I got to, I went and walked the shoot. So I actually brought my bow. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I'm not going to shoot. 
I'm just going to follow these, everybody here, and just, you know, talk. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. That's awesome. I met uh, Mr. Gonzalez, dude, missing an arm. Yeah. And I didn't know exactly how that happened, but. Shooting with a mouth tap? Yes. And he's shooting an 80-pound bow. 80 pounds? 80 pounds. Homeboy. Some strong teeth. Dude, his air, he his bow shoots faster than mine by like thirty feet per second. Mine's shooting like two seventy. He's shooting three hundred. And he pulls it back with his mouth, mm-hmm. and he just shoots. And he he lost no arrows. Mm. And I was like, "When did you start?" He's like, "Last year." I'm like, "You're an ass, <laughs> dude. Wow. You're amazing, man." And he pulling back 80. That's insane. I'm like, how? And you look at him, he, he's not like a specimen. I mean, he's strong, but he's not, you wouldn't think like the homeboy's pulling back 80 pounds. strong jaws. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, some of these guys getting pulled 80 back regular, <laughs> let alone right. with their mouth. Two arms. Yeah. Wow. So that was cool. It's impressive. He, um, the, other guy, Caleb, I met. Really nice guy. Missing both legs. Met this cop who he had one year. He was is actually the last year until he was retiring. His final year at work. And he was retiring. And he's a police uh motorcycle police officer. Got just T boned. Paralyzed. You know, yeah, forever. So, and he had his cart and went around and shot the whole course. Did a great job. Hmm. It's just, just seeing these guys, how you can tell like life's a struggle, but they don't get down. They're just happy. They're mm-hmm. happy, man. They're just happy to be there. They're happy that, you know, like this guy was happy, like. He didn't have brain damage. Mm-hmm. He was so worried about his thoughts and being able to think. Yeah, right. I I was just just engulfed myself with that whole part. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you have the people that you know do a lot of the events and do a lot of charity work that were that were there that you get to meet as well. Yeah, like, like with with Dudley and yeah, some other guys that who else? like Bert Soren was Bert there. Soren, the Black Rifle guys, Evan oh, and Evan Matt, Matt Best. Yeah, like they. And those guys, they told me, like, Evan said, like, I'm not looking to get anything out of this. Mm-hmm. And I hope this inspires others to do something, but do something without wanting recognition. Well, the event was held at their ranch, right, down yes. there? Yeah. 1,100 acres or something? Yeah, 1,100 high acres. Fence? Yeah, high fence, 1,100 acres. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's super cool. The whole place is cool. It's just really the whole thing is just amazing. I saw like some mule zebra looking thing. Yeah. You see that? Um, no, but I heard they were talking about, I think Matt and Evan were talking about it on a podcast on, uh, it was Rogan's or yeah, podcast, somebody's podcast recently, free range America, maybe one of the two I was listening to on the way to work and, um, they were talking about it. Yeah. yeah he, this thing pulled out. I was like, this, that that's thing. different. <laughs> so it's what? It's a zebra and, like it looked like a zebra, but like a mule mix, zebra and mule. That's what it looked like. Zools or something. Zools. What was he calling them? I can't remember what he's calling them on there. 
Yeah, but um, that's cool, man. I didn't see any deer. Or, they said there was orcs on the ranch. I didn't see any, but yeah, I did. They did say that. Yeah. Um, I'm. It looked like they had some feeders. It's just, I guess that ranch is an old getaway for astronauts. Oh, really? Yeah. So the astronauts would use it as a getaway, and it's got some history behind it. Huh. Like a lot of famous people went there to hang out with astronauts. Wow. It was down in Texas. Yeah. It the cool thing is like in the middle of San Antonio. Really? Just yeah. right in the middle. San Antonio is beautiful, man. Yeah. That was my first time really like going to San Antonio. I've been to Kerrville, which is outside San Antonio, mm-hmm. but like to go into San Antonio and see these homes or beautiful homes. I mean, I was like calling the wife, like, ready to move? I'm ready to move. Down there, huh? She's not moving, so not there. She's would move around here. <laughs> to, a diff- to a different house around there. But she ain't going she's pretty sold on the Gilbert life. Yeah. Maybe we could sell her on the Chandler life. The five acre Chandler life. Yeah, well. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue with that one. Working on that. No, sorry, I'm looking at uh trying to find out. Double A for the for the Diamondbacks is Amarillo now. Amarillo? That's like northern Texas, right? Uh that's what I'm looking at. I think it is. Like the panhandle. Man, I don't even know. Yeah. North Lubbock Amarillo. Yeah. So Oh she well yeah, way north. It's way east of Let's so yeah. give an update. Cody got zero tags for Arizona. I got zero. I got shut out. I got zero Not very tags. happy about it. I got zero tags. Went to New Mexico. I also got zero tags. And the wife draws the tag that I've been putting in for for 15 years. And she draws it. And the funny thing, this is the first year she's put in for it. Well, they I, must not have seen her shoot yet because she's going to fill the tag. Oh, my gosh. I called my buddy, Chris Trujillo. Mm-hmm. He's lives in Albuquerque. He's, he helped me kill that oryx. He he guided me on my elk hunt this year that I totally like, just whiffed on. It was all my fault. I I called him like, dude, the wife has two B tag. He's like, yeah, I heard. I'm like, what? How'd you hear? He's like, yeah. Lester called me. I was like, okay, why didn't Lester call me? Like, right. where was I? But anyways, he's like. Dude, I'm gonna find the biggest buck for her. It's done. That's awesome. So, Good I I guess what we gotta look forward to is your you hunt. Get a nice mount. No, your hunt. You got a deer tag, dude. Yeah, we're gonna. You got a Northern Utah trophy mule deer tag. Thank you. By the way, well, he's he's has a friend that knows somebody that knows somebody that got him in to a trophy during the rut. So, the crazy thing is, we're going to go on that hunt, and right from that hunt, I'm going straight to the wife's hunt. So, you're going to be locked in. <sighs> yeah, I got to, I might, I mean, I think your hunt starts, like, November 1st, and then I'm going to be with you guys until about November 5th, I'm taking off, because her hunt starts at 6. We'll have one down by then. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to start training for that, like, tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah. Let's go shooting. You see I move the step mill in here? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to climb oxygen mask and stuff. Um, I am. We do need to go shooting. Yeah. 
Um, I'm also going to take my son on a... Uh, oh, dude. I told you about the hunt on yeah. the reservation, right? Did Did you get that done? So I got some information on it. Uh, it hasn't opened up from what I heard yet to go get the tag. Yeah. But you have to be there. Right when it opens. Like that day to buy it in person. You can't buy it online. And it's the management bull hunt. It is on the Apache Reservation. The Apache White Mountain or yeah. San Carlos? Uh, White Mountain. So next year, me and you will both go to there, and I'll buy it with you. But it's a youth tag only. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'll bring my son Wes. Right. I think that would be a perfect first elk hunt. But it's a raghorn hunt, so yes. it's got to be maximum four on one side. Four only four f- points on one side only, but it could be like a six by four. So the Wallapai has like a management, and it's like a five point on one side. Yeah, I think this one said four when I read about it. Yeah. So, I'm cool for But you can camp, like on the reservation. Well, you could just bring. I guess you can. It's not guided. Oh, you don't need a guide. You don't have to have a guide. What? Yeah. So, how much is the tag? Four fifty. Four hundred fifty dollars. Four hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, but we're wait. We're talking about a different place now. Okay. Yeah, four hundred fifty dollars. But you, yeah, we don't like. I don't know. I gotta find out more info on it. But like, there's a, it's a, it's a. Are you hunt. sure it's not like five thousand dollars? I could be wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Five k. It's probably five thousand. Probably because like, I've looked into that and it seemed like it was like more like five grand for the raghorn. Maybe. And I was like, eh, raghorn. I could be wrong. Grand. Maybe I read it wrong. Probably. Yeah. Well. So that, anyway, I think the wallapai also offers something. Similar, mm-hmm. and like five grand for a raghorn five point hunt. Mm. So there's like options. You don't have to like if you don't miss out on that deal, you could go to the Wallapai, or just if you're gonna be up in that area, you can just go over the counter in like Colorado because it's yeah. I guess public, there's a public yeah. hunts over the counter. The public hunts in Colorado. There's actually, I was on a mule deer hunt in Colorado, mm-hmm. and I could have killed. Like six different bulls if I would have bought an over-the-counter tag. I was on a trophy mule hunt, but I could have shot like probably five, six points. I don't know how big they were per se, but they were six points. They're big enough. For an over-the-counter tag, mm-hmm. that's time to rip. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity in Colorado. Yeah. Like if you're looking for a hunt over-the-counter because you didn't draw crap – like me and Cody, I think Colorado is a great place for an over-the-counter elk tag. Um, Nevada is pretty much used, like, you ain't going up there unless you got a bunch of money. Utah has some over-the-counter tags in the southern portion of the state. Like St. George area? or I think, like, the lower desert kind of stuff. There's some elk that move in and out of there, and they let that be the over-the-counter tag. So I think if you're willing to put some scouting in, like you could fill that tag. Yeah. Um well all I know is I'm I've got three freezers that we're gonna need to fill. Well we won't have to go but to I'm running really low on meat. Um, well, we could definitely cruise up to northern Arizona. There's some private hunt ranches up there that offer some pig hunts, bison hunts. The cool thing, like, if you're a hunter, there's opportunity everywhere. Here's what we need to do. I I want, I've never had access 
I want to. I've do heard that. it's amazing. Yeah, I've heard it's the best meat you're gonna eat. Texas. So we can go to Lanai. Lanai. Now we're the wives are in now. Swamp my point. You see me working here. Yes. Right. So what if we pick up what I'm putting down? Reservation uh, on our anniversary, Lanai, November. Yeah. So like our anniversary is Did, like. Didn't you just say you're gonna be on your wife's hunt in well, November? That's yeah, but like our anniversary, that we could go at the end of November. Okay, so after the hunts here, we go over there. Yeah, for our anniversary, and then you know maybe two days. We need to decide to go. Maybe we want to bring them dinner. Yeah, they, maybe they need some steaks from Axis Deer that we just shot. Well, that maybe morning. they need to kill one too, and then we can send it home. And maybe everyone needs a shoot. I agree. Maybe I need to go visit the team down in Amarillo and go on a Texas axis hunt too. We don't have to like always fly to Hawaii for these things. No, but they're the like cheapest axis way overpopulated deer. over there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we need to help the population. Out. We do need to help the population as a true responsible hunters. Yeah. I mean, that's a great place. 365 days a year they get hunted. Mm-hmm. So you might need to take some long shots, which okay. is fine. We can, if you train for it, you can do it. Yeah, it's okay. We can do it. Yeah. So, but I, I would like at some point within the next year to go get an access deer somewhere, whether it's Texas or Hawaii or whatever. We probably need like two access deer. So, yeah, well, I, I didn't say so that we're limited. I'm saying we could go get four each spot. So, like, the the word on the street is that San Antonio, that a bunch of access deer got out in, like, San Antonio area is overpopulated with access deer. Well, then. There's tons of access over there. Okay. That's the word on the street. Well, let's call your boys back down there. Yeah. Go make a trip. We're going to need to make a trip sooner then anyway. Have, yeah. Right? Like, we're going to have to, like, we need to blow some steam off. No, we need a business trip anyway. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's so do it. we may need have to go back down there, but talk to us. And, and on the way home, we stopped and picked up some meat that we happened. We just ended up shooting. Self defense. Self defense. Things got weird. It was yeah, full blown were, attack. They were running at the car, and then we we didn't we want them to save die. their life. Yeah, we yeah, we. D- we didn't want them to die that way. We just we, we gave a peaceful, kill. ethical death. Yeah. It's all about um, being ethical. It is. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball, after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA, opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. 
Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Rolly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no-pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Rolly White is family-owned and operated and is now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. Yeah, but I'm excited about the. I mean, this is going to be a good year, I think, for us and on all ends. I do. There's so much opportunity everywhere we look. Yeah. Um, we got a bunch of cool guests coming. Like, I think that we can line up once we get some time. Yeah, we they're already lined up. We just got to get them on. Yeah, like, we got tons of I mean, of I'm cool counting, guests. you know, a dozen or so that we've talked about that are ready to come on that. Yeah. We just got to. Get on. We um, don't, like, it's, so everybody knows, like, I don't think we, Cody and I, have podcasted earlier than, like, 7. It's 11.30 p.m. right now. Yeah. My alarm's going off in five hours. Ryer, I called him, and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we're going to call you, like, at 9, which is, like, midnight his time. He's like, nope. He's like, dude. I was like, bro, I know you, you're a night owl. He's like... Ugh, I'm trying not to be a night owl anymore. I was like, mm. come on, man. I already scheduled you. He's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, you're right, I didn't. Oh, crap. I mean, we can do, like, afternoon sometimes and whatever, but here, I like, I think May 4th, we'll be able to have a better schedule. So Yeah, so everybody out there, we're going to get some, we got cool guests coming. Yeah. Some really, like, industry leaders that crush their industry yeah stuff that they do and some got, fun guys too yeah, if there's anybody you want to see oh. here shoot us a, let a, us know uh shoot us a dm yeah playing the game podcast dm us and if you have questions maybe me and cody could do a, a little q a join Q&A. yeah like That'd whatever ask us any question if you want to know about cody's baseball life if you're really interested to know how cool trailer sales are let me know which I know that answer. No, no one cares. But if you have any questions about anything, we're willing to answer. I got to have my order in by June. Is that right? If you want a trailer this year. By June. Yeah. But. It's April. You know yeah. I'm going to help you out with uh, your kids hunt. I'm all in on that. Yeah, we got. There's another one. Uh, Tyler got a elk. Oh, 27 elk. 27 elk. elk September. Yeah, Late. that. So, how many points you got for Arizona now? Only a few. I yeah. just got drawn two years ago. So. I have 17 points. 17. I just went on 
the elk hunt two years ago. That's right. You you shot your bull three years ago. Three years ago. Twenty seven rut hunt. Twenty seven bull. Um. Yeah. So Tyler's on that one, and yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, sure. Are you going to go on that? Um, If I'm free, I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go help them out. They went on ours, and so I'll go help them out. It'll be good. Um, Looking forward to it. So what's this new thing you got going on? I know you got this new thing. <laughs> Which one? Well, you know. The one with bo- John? Yeah, Johnny boy. Um. So, uh, yeah, we're going to we'll officially launch everything uh, like May 15th. Um, but it's a, it's, it's something that's going to streamline, um, and really help facilitate and inform, uh, parents and kids about recruiting, um, for college and professionally, uh, it's going to streamline it for coaches and scouts. And, uh, it, um, it's, it's much needed and I'm super excited to be a part of it. Like, it's pretty awesome. Johnny called me and, and told me all about it, and I was in from from the jump. I mean, as soon as I yeah. heard, it's going to make my job a lot easier as a, a youth, you know. Because yeah, you 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 coach those kids, mm-hmm. the and you're trying to help them out in their path. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what club baseball should be about, and that's what um, youth uh, club like at fourteen to eighteen year olds. Yeah, the only reason to play club is to go to college. Um, for sure. You're kind of trading out a lot of your uh, the money you would pay for school to play clubs so you can get yeah. scholarship. Um, and the majority of programs don't do that. That's not why they're there. And so we do that, um, help promote our kids, help get them to school, and this is really going to just streamline it all. And um, We'll talk about the name and everything once – it Once everything's it. official, but like it's something I'm really passionate about, and it's it's a pretty cool event. That's cool because it just continues what you're already doing and ties really well. It's something too. we are already doing, but it just it helps me do it in a much more efficient way and, and get stuff out a lot better. It sounds like like the kids that are like fringe, they're gonna be able to find a home. Yeah, that's if you want a home, you'll be able to find one. Yeah. Which is perfect because, like, sometimes these kids develop later on. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's a blue-chip athlete that's going to be go, you know, be on everybody's radar. So this yeah. is this is how those other guys get on there. And um, it's it's pretty cool. Like, I, I'm excited about it. So, um, and then working on some other stuff with, uh, oh, man, <laughs> a lot of it. Um, through the city, um you know, Chandler, where I grew up and um, lived most of my life and getting ready to move back to after we sell this place. Uh, yeah. um, it was like, f- I think, fourth, was it fourth generation, third generation at Chandler High School. And um, I want to, like, we're doing some things with the community there to give back and, um, you know, get kids exp- more some more exposure and some... Uh, the kids that aren't able to, to play club baseball or, or haven't been taught the right way or any of that, we're, we're offering free clinics and camps and that's cool. some stuff for them to kind of help help uh, facilitate them falling in love with the game of baseball. And 
and uh, giving them opportunities that they wouldn't normally have. And um, hopefully things with the city work out and we're able to, to build these fields and facilities like we want. Um, so a couple more meetings on those and hopefully we can get going. But, um, I have some questions. Okay. So say a parent. Mm-hmm. You have a an athletic son. Mm-hmm. What would you do for him? He's just athletic. Like, he's athletic. You know he has some abilities. What? How would you approach that? Like, what sports would you put him into? Old. Young? Like, yeah, like eight years old. Like eight years old. Um, I would put him in anything he wanted to be in. So you just let him play whatever he wants? I let him play all of them. Everything. Mm-hmm. And let him do it all. Yeah, because as a parent, all we can do is facilitate them um, finding something they're passionate about, and when they do, helping them kind of take that path. Um, I find that the more that we try to push them a certain direction, the more that that's the direction they don't go. Because they fight back. They just well, fight. yeah, because it's forced upon them. So if anything's forced upon you, you know, you're usually going to kind of – don't like fight it. back, right? Regardless of what it is, um, it might be something you like and you want to do. But if something for someone forces that on you, it's usually not as fun. So, so like, I don't believe in one sport athletes. Yeah, I don't. Um, we run a baseball academy. Yeah, and I don't believe in one sport athletes. Like, I want our guys to go play football, whether it's flag, seven-on-seven, seven, tackle, whatever you're going to play. I want you to play basketball or soccer. I want you to have seasons. Yeah. And I want you to take time off, give yourself a rest, and go play another sport. What do you think multi-sport athlete adds to the athlete? <sighs> um, versatility, yeah. athleticism. Um, it, it's proven, like studies have been done that Athletes play multiple sports are just better athletes. Um, Balance, coordination, uh, hand-eye coordination, foot coordination, whatever, um, are all better with athletes play multiple multiple sports. Um, And when those athletes get to college or beyond, let's say you ask a, you know, MLB guy, what did he play growing up? It was usually... Football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. Yeah. Um, even ba- football guys. See, baseball is a different sport because baseball players are typically okay at other sports. Yeah. Right? They're okay at basketball. They're okay at football. If not better, track. They can kind of do a little bit of whatever. Um, now, I've watched football and basketball players be awful at baseball. Yeah. But, I've seen that too. But I've watched a lot of football players be really good at basketball. Yes. But terrible at baseball. Uh, yeah, like I had a, I have a really good friend. He played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he tried out for our freshman team. Mm-hmm. And it's like he like he picked up the ball. And you could tell he's athletic. But, like, he didn't know how to throw. Mm-hmm. Like, full on, like, looked really awkward. Yeah, growing and I feel like that just needs to be taught when you're young almost yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, personally. <laughs> right. That's funny. But, yeah, I mean, I think everybody needs to learn how to throw a ball. Yeah, everybody like, needs to I mean, you you might have to throw something at some point. Like a football or, or a basketball or a rock or rock skipping like anything. Like if you go to imagine like if you're at you have a big group of friends, you're at a lake and you're trying to skip a rock, you don't know how to throw. You don't know how to throw. You're going to look it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree know. with you. And I'm not saying baseball players like I don't I played dodgeball at night. I was chucking the ball. Dude, dodgeball, pickleball. Yeah. Volleyball, like they're all fun. Yes. Like, you can have a good time doing it with a group of people. Um, so, sports to me are just awesome. I don't care what sport a kid plays, but I think you should try as a parent to get them in any sport that you can. Yeah. Cost is going to be a re- uh, restricting factor on a lot of the Like, a lot of times you just can't do it. Baseball is the most expensive sport out of all those yeah, because you have to buy a glove, a bat. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you can't really practice. <clears throat> Baseball is tough to practice on your own. Yes. Like Basketball, it's easiest to practice on your own. Just shoot some free throws at home. I mean, you can do it. You can hit off a tee and you can throw balls off the wall and catch yeah. them. And <clears throat> I actually, during COVID, created an entire workout for our teams. Yeah. Um, and sent them out every day of what kids could do on their own. Yeah, because, like, you can you can bunch of tee work. You can mm-hmm. practice you know, and I, I was taught when I was young, like, practice in the mirror, your stance with no bat, you know, mm-hmm. just looking in the mirror. Well, in Japan, we had to, uh, the young guys in Japan had to take a thousand dry swings a day. Dry swings. So no just ball. swing in the mirror, slow motion. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can play catch with the wall. You can throw it against the wall and that helps your practice feeling it. Well, you can practice feeling and you can throw. So yeah. it's just like taking ground balls on the field. But you're by yourself. If you have a buddy, it's even better. It's so, not as fun when you're by yourself. It's definitely know. not, but, you know, how bad do you want it? Yeah, I. so there's a lot of parents that, like, push this idea. Like, you have to get your son into one sport. You got to know what he likes right mm-hmm. off the bat, and he's got to be in club. No. I've heard that from a lot of people that don't, like, but the kids are like, I'm like, my opinion is, like, you're ruining the kid. Well, you do that. So we've talked about club sports a lot. Yeah. I'm off them. Yeah. I have club sports teams, and my daughter plays club volleyball. And club sports as a whole, right, has is in a really bad spot. I don't like it. I don't like what it's about. Yeah. Um, from the parent side. Yes. As a parent. Yeah. From the parent side, I don't like what it's about. Um, as a program, I like what some teams are doing. And that's not just baseball. That's baseball, basketball, volleyball, you name it, right? Yeah. I think some have it right, and some are doing a good job. So some better than us Yeah. at what they're doing. Um, not saying we're the best. I, there's some that do a better job than us. Yeah. We're trying. We're getting there. Yeah, you're working on it. You're yeah. Better um, yourself. I don't think that club sports are right for everybody. Yeah. And I think that rec sports are awesome. Yeah. I I do. I think recreational sports are awesome for kids, especially younger kids. Um, I don't love tournaments. 
I think the tournament has really been played out too much. Well, tournaments, see, club club sports used to be for, like, the elite. I want to say elite, but, like, the best group of athletes, right? Like, yeah. you should have had maybe 10 club teams. Yeah. And that's, like, a couple hundred kids, right? Yeah, it was like kind of like an invite. Yeah, and it, it should be. Yeah. Um. I say it should be, but, like, the tournaments, if you want to say, like, all these teams say elite or, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because they're the best. Well, they're not. You know, like, quit, quit calling yourself that because you're not. Yeah. Um, And that's just a way to get players. I think it's disappointing how big of a business it's turned into. It's a complete business. Like, we didn't have club sports. We played... Little League. Yeah. And Chandler Youth Baseball. Yeah, And totally. we played soccer. Yeah. And we played football. We played basketball. And then you did it again. Yeah. It totally. You had your season. you did it again from six years old all the way until yeah. high school. Yeah. And then you start narrowing down a little bit when you're in high school because you... You I mean, do, unless you were at high school when we were, and you could play five or six sports. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, totally. Because they let you. Yeah. Now, no, you can't do it now, right? No, like now. Two sports? Well, even baseball coaches are telling football players that you got to be at the stuff. And football coaches are telling baseball players you can't miss because you got to be at the fall stuff. It's kind of messed up because, like, they, should work, in, stuff, they should work in tandem. Like, football and baseball, like, there's a season in between the two sports. If you're a baseball player, you play in the spring. Yeah. So spring football should not be a factor through the school. Yes. Like, they're just doing that so they can control you and where you play. Yeah. And they can also charge you to play for their teams. Yes. I don't like that. Yeah, totally. Let your guys go do their thing. And if it's the off season, you leave them alone. Like, my football coach in high school, he wanted us, he encouraged, like, I played baseball. Mm -hmm. And he was fine me missing because... It didn't affect. It didn't actually affect the football team because mm-hmm. of spring, right? Right. But he totally encouraged it, like absolutely encouraged it, because he knew like dual athletes are better. I think good coaches should do that. Yeah. I think good club coaches should. I think good school coaches should. I think parents should. I think kids should want to. Yeah, like I, I know like a bunch of like buddies that like, um. He knew he was going to – he had a scholarship for football. So, he he bailed on baseballs last year, but he went into track. Perfect. And worked on his, you know, speed. Yeah, he got and, faster. Yes. So, there's a lot of benefits to, like, hey, being a dual athlete, being – if you could play three sports, right. even better. Like – Yeah. I, like, the footwork is, like, something mm-hmm. that's r- really hard – you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any parent should have their kid like dialed into one sport. I I think they get burnt out really fast. I think that eventually they're gonna fall out of love with it, for the most part. Yeah. And talking to guys that have been super successful at the highest levels, all played multiple. Well, I don't wanna say all, but I would say ninety-five percent of them played multiple sports growing up. Yeah, I think that also like. You want your son to peak his senior year, right? Like Or after. 
or after, but yeah. you want him to have his best years senior year on, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you take him at eight years old and you're pushing him in all these tournaments, like, he's going to burn out completely. So, when he gets to high well, school. He's going to he burn does. out. The in- chance of injury are far greater. Like, tournaments are five or six games on a weekend. Yeah. That's a lot of games for me for eight, nine, ten, fourteen-year-olds, right? Like, yeah. all the way up. I would much rather play, and I've tried for three years to get this to happen, play a Wednesday night game and Saturday doubleheader. Yeah. Keep it keep it easy. Or Saturday one game. Yeah, one two games a week. And do that for like six weeks, eight weeks. Then have a playoff or something. And then take six weeks off of games. They should totally and do that a for a few months. Yeah. And then like summer you have your really big tournaments right usa perfect game big tournaments here so now you're ready to play those yeah when those are done stop go play something else in the fall yeah you need a break go work out go train go get better because now we're showcasing kids right yeah a showcase event showcase event showcase event you're showcasing 78 miles an hour in a 7660 guess what nobody's looking for that nobody no, college coaching go, ooh, he threw 76. Ooh, cool. he's an eight flat. Yeah. No, that's slow and weak. But, like, he could go, like, work on that in football or. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, like, that's where you learn train, fast twitch muscles. Go do something different, train, get in the weight room. Yeah. Do something, and then come back and people go, oh, look at that. Well, there's a reason why, like. Major League Baseball has a, a off season. There's a reason. Every sport has an off season. Yeah, every one of them. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah, and during those off seasons, like a lot of guys are playing basketball or another sport because they love it. That's they enjoy doing it. I remember. Like, I think Terrell Owens, like his favorite sport was basketball. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even. I mean, what's your favorite sport? It was basketball growing up. Yeah. I mean, I, or, you know, in high school, I, that I was like my, basketball better. That was my favorite sport was basketball. It's faster. Like, it's, I wasn't going to the NBA. Yeah. So, I was disappointed when I stopped growing. I was <laughs> like, I thought it would be like 6'3". Yeah. I was like, for sure. I was for sure I was going to the NBA. <laughs> like, I was all in. And then I stopped growing. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not. Apparently, I'm not going to be as tall as I was hoping. Yeah, but I think as parents, we need to let our kids um, tell us what they like the best. Yeah. But give them the opportunity to play all of them um, or or at least experience all of them. And if they don't like it, then they don't like it. And if they're not good at it, they're probably not going to like it. But we have to teach them how to fail. Well, I Let just, them fall on their face yeah, and totally. pick themselves back up and get better. Because if they fell under the parents' watch, that's a good time to fail because now you can help that, you know, let them fail – Watch them, help them through that moment. Because if you don't want them to fail their first time when they're out of the house. No. No. No, we want to be super successful. Like, we want our kids to be super successful. But the best thing they can do is learn how to fail. Yeah. And get back up and compete and learn from it and get and build success off that. But, like, I'm cool with my kids failing. Yeah. I mean, in a good way, right? Like, I want you to... Go out and play somebody that kicks your ass, and they're better than you, and you got to look in the mirror and go, why? Yeah. 
What can I do? How can I get Is better? It okay, I can get better. Yeah. Cool. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm okay with it. I'll help you get better, too. Whatever you want to do, you just tell me. Yeah. I'm not going to make you do it. You got to come get me. I agree with that. I'm not going to grab you and say, we got to go practice. Yeah. You can come and get me, and if you want to do it, I'll, I will do it every single time for either one of them. That's cool. I don't care if it's volleyball, basketball, football. You tell me what sport it is. Yeah. If you want to go practice, I'll practice with you. I, I feel bad for the parents that feel like, well, and I want the parents to not like, don't feel like you have to put your eight-year-old in a club sport if no. to be successful. No. And that's a lot of, like, I've heard so many parents tell me, like, your kid needs to be, I'm like, no, I don't, like, no, I want him to have fun right now. Yeah. He's having fun. I'm letting him discover. I mean, club club sports can be great. They can be yeah. a lot of fun. It depends on the club you pick, and it depends on what they're doing. Like, our 9- and 10-year-olds, like, I don't want them to play tournaments. I just want them to play league. Yeah, totally. We get a lot of pushback, so they play a tournament or two here and there. From the who pushes back parents. parents? Yeah, 100%. They want their kid to be showcased. We need to play tournaments. No, you don't. Okay. Like, you can play a tournament, like, at the end of the year. Yeah. Like, typically, over what we've done in the last five years, we play league play. Yeah. And at the end, we go play a tournament. Just like, as a reward to the parents. No, for the kids. The like, kids are you know, here, we got better over this season. Yeah. And let's go play a tournament. Let's see how it goes. Right. Cool. You play for three months, and then you get some time off. And then they take a break. Yeah. And it's summer. Go inside. Play basketball. Go on a vacation. Swim. Yeah. Do whatever. I don't care. Let them be kids. In the fall, go play soccer or football. Yeah. And then in the spring, we got baseball again. I told it. I'm in. I'm digging that theory. But that doesn't work anymore here. You, year round. We yeah, we lose everybody because they go play for another team in the summer and fall. Then they come back. Yeah. Hey, we want to come back. Yeah, cause well, like, because it's a business, right? And these guys... These club owners are like legitimately like just milking, unfortunately. Yeah. Again, because they're giving this like, hey, you come play with me, I'm gonna get you a scholarship. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. You know, like your your kid's eight years old. Like, yeah. you don't know what my well, kids. Well, your kid's fourteen. You're still not getting one. I mean, well, that's just unless they're one of the dudes, you know. But I mean, it. it I don't want to badmouth other organizations because there's a lot of doing really good things, you know. Um, my my thing is more towards parents and trying to educate them because a lot of them haven't done it. They don't know. They hear what their friends say, like, yes, your friend's telling you you need to play club sports. I mean, there's a lot of people that just don't know that they don't know. Yeah. And I think it's all of our job, coaches, parents, whatever, to educate them on it. Uh, how do we do that? Good question. Yeah. You know, but – I mean, we at, at our practices, we have college coaches talk to the parents during practice. Yeah. Like, here, here's here's what you should look for. Here's what college coaches are looking for. Yeah. And they come and sit with the parents. Like, our 13- and 14-year-old parents will sit with a college coach Yeah. every year and listen to him. They won't listen to me, even though I did it. Yeah, like, don't I listen. I played, to and now I coach. How does – does that drive you crazy? That drives it me does. freaking yeah, crazy. Like, completely. You're, you're – You've had a 17-year career in Major League Baseball. But let you know what, Cody? You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I get it all the time. Um, I get I get overlooked a lot, too. And it's like. It's um, okay. Like, I, 
I took offense to it, like, the first three years. Like, I was really offended, and it really upset me, and it doesn't anymore. Well, just because you're not giving them what they want to hear. You're telling them Mm -hmm. the secret sauce. They want the secret sauce. They want the cheat codes to get a full-ride scholarship. And you're just telling them, like, there's no cheat codes. It's Mm going to be a lot of hard work and dedication. Mm. And that's not what they want to hear. And probably, you know what, I'm sorry, like, your kid – might not make it. There's a good chance they don't. Oh, yeah. Really good chance. Well, well what's the... Yeah. We we have to set the expectation that your kid's probably not going to make it. But we're not going to tell him that. Like, we're never going to tell him that you're not going to make it, right? But we have to have a fallback plan, contingency plan for... You better have good grades, right? Like, you got to have good grades. You got to... If you want to go to college to play baseball, you got to have good grades because there's only like 11.7 scholarships on a baseball team. Yeah. It's not very many. Yeah, totally. When you carry 25, 30 kids. And like you said, like if you want a home, they'll be a home. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're going pro. No, it could be a junior college or D3 or NAI or, or it could be the best. It could be Vanderbilt. Like, yeah. You know, who knows? How are your grades? How are you as a person? What do your coaches say about you? These things all matter. Like, coaches know if you can play. When they call me to ask about a player, or they call another coach, what's his family like? Because what what do his teammates say about him? Is he a good? How are his grades? Yeah. How is he a student? Because they don't want this. They know how he is as a player. They can watch video. Prima donna coming in demanding things. That's not going to work out. No, it's not going to work at all. And. There's a thousand of them out there. And if you got Alonzo, is he, what's his name, Lonzo Ball, mm-hmm. as a parent, you're like, not interested. <laughs> not interested. Yeah. We're going to pass. Hard pass I mean, on he that He marketed deal. the crap out of his kids, but. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's a little too much. Now, you don't he, ever he hear about He was overboard, him. but it worked. You don't hear about him anymore. Because his kids are all playing now. Yeah. Now he's getting a. He's rich. He's yeah. got his parent. Yeah. yeah he he made his money. It worked for him. It did. But, well, but it, look, it, yeah, I mean, I have fun. Let the kids be kids. Um, I'm learning more and more of that every year with, with mine. And, um, you know, they grew up really fast, man. They're gone really soon. So that is crazy. Yeah, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy while they're there and help them out. Let them, let them have fun. It'll get stressful enough for them eventually. I had this, like, kind of weird idea just now. So, Cody's kind of gotten me addicted to shoes. Small <laughs> addiction to Jordans now. Sorry, I told you. Every time I'm around him, he's got a new pair of Jordans on. I'm like, bro, those look cool. And he's like, well, you got to work hard to get these things. And he's right. Like, they're not easy to come by. What if we, like, I was able to get some Jordans of sorts, and then we, like, give them away during the podcast like like a raffle we could do a little tiny raffle like a for a little, and then we donate all the money to a 5013c that we can decide do a little something special for somebody yeah maybe we i'm say, all in like we just raffle and say okay we will buy these shoes for you just tell us what size you want and that's what we do i'm in all right Let's do it. So, um, we're gonna have to put figure. some stuff on social media about that. Yeah, I'm gonna. So everybody, look, be looking for that. Yeah, 
And um, we're gonna get we're over gonna do a, a bow build eventually too. Oh right? yeah, totally. Dude. Eventually, yeah. That's another. Yeah, we got those coming up. We got bow builds coming up. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna build one for Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's getting one. And um, I feel like there's another bow build that we're doing, and I can't remember who it's for. But I'll remember sometime. It's good. it's late. It is late. So it's okay. Late's cool. Early's better. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We kind of just I just had to catch up, man. man. Like I haven't seen Cody for like a couple weeks. We just had to catch up, get it back out there. We got some more guests coming on. Yeah. Um, but we'll get it. Yeah, I thought I felt like we talked about some good things today. Like talked about the the Kool Aid, the culture. Yeah. We talked about clubs. That was I feel like that's an important topic. And we talked about we get to hear about you being at the Black Rifle event. So I got to hear about your life as a baseball coach. That's right. Check out the uh, uh, the Black Rifle event on social media that they just did. Yeah, like, go check that thing out and let them know, like uh, you know what they're doing. There's some really good stuff. Them, Bert Soren from Sorenex, uh, yes. John Dudley, Knock On. Uh, who else was out there? Those guys, Andy some, from and Half, fa- Half, Half Face Blades. Yeah. Those guys do some really, really cool stuff for uh, a lot of different people. Um, they're really into giving and not expecting anything back. And yeah. um, you kind of see – I've seen those guys at events now for a couple of years, and they you see their popularity really building, and their product is, is uh, exploding really totally due man. to that, right? And that's, that's – we talked about if you give it, you know, it comes back to you. And I think those guys are a testament to that. But um, they go do these things, and there's, uh, they really expect nothing back from it, you know. And it's uh, it's kind of cool to see that going on now. I don't think we get it that, as much as we should. But, so that um, that shoot was there. This is the second year, and every yeah. year it's – they're hoping to grow it every year to bigger and bigger. Where was it at? It was at uh, – Last year it was um, Snow, Snow Basin. Snow Basin. It, they just it was a much smaller scale, but um, this year was obviously they did their ranch. They did a whole thing. They invited them there. They some got to spend the night at the ranch. Um, they did a huge dinner. Are they doing the same time next year? I'm sure they're gonna do it again. So same time though. Probably. Okay, I'm gonna ask for those days off. You're gonna have to like. I'm gonna give them to you, and we're gonna. I, have to I need them like six months in advance. <laughs> okay. Or a month. We'll figure it out. Just a month. A year from now? Yeah. I'll be good. Yeah, we, we'll be all right then. I'll be good a year from now. Cool. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.